Welcome to the Odd Data Podcast, where normal is not my specialty. This is the show where we tackle any subject that may come to mind, and by tackle I mean pummel it into the ground like Cam Newton against the Broncos defense. Too soon? Oh well, he made it too easy. I am your host as always, Adam Higgins. You can find me on Twitter at Odd Dad Out, among all the other social media places you can look for me too. On tonight's show, if it wasn't already obvious, we're talking Super Bowl. And why are we talking Super Bowl? It's already been established that I don't like sports. The point is that everybody else likes sports. And it's it's the Super Bowl, so I, I have to watch. I'm just kind of like that. And I'm, I'm that guy who I don't care about the sports, I don't necessarily care about the teams, but it's the big game. It's the Indy 500. It's the NFL. It's the the Super Bowl. It's the NBA playoffs. It's it's the I don't so much watch the Stanley Cup because it's hockey. Come on, it's hockey. But it's it's the big game. I have to watch on principle. So that being said, I I I watch the Super Bowl. Sue me. I'm not a sports fan. Oh well. And since it is the Super Bowl, there's always more to enjoy and to ridicule in the Super Bowl besides just, you know, it being a football game. Incidentally, I had to do a lot of research for this episode because I, I don't follow sports. I don't know rules. I don't know this shit. But it's the Super Bowl. It's a lot of, it's, it's easy to research this shit. Anyway, and a lot of everybody else has been talking about it. It made my job really easy. Anyway, so let's get, of all the things we can talk about, let's get the game shit over with first because nobody cares about that anyway. One of the things, then it's just too easy. Every year, there's a lot of controversy over the Super Bowl, and it and it's pretty obvious, primarily because it, it, there's so damn much betting involved. I mean, Vegas loves the Super Bowl. I think everybody loves the Super Bowl for one reason or another. I don't give two shits about the Super Bowl in general. I worked at Wingstop for almost ten years. I fucking hate the Super Bowl. Anybody who works in the in the food business, especially if you sell chicken wings or pizza, you hate the fucking Super Bowl. But I'm out of that now. Party. But there's so much betting involved in the Super Bowl that of course there's controversy. I mean, just that note itself creates controversy because everyone's always contesting, you know, the shit that they're betting on, right? The most obvious of which is every year there there's talk that the game is fixed, right? And and it kind of seems like that. I haven't seen many Super Bowls, but I always hear shit like it's completely one-sided. It was, you know, it was such a BS game. And I, I hear so many people are let down by the Super Bowl every year that it's like a complete blowout. Or the team that was the favorite to win was either a complete blowout or got completely smoked. And there's always talk of game fixing and... It's like, oh, it was predetermined, or they threw the game, or whatever, and, and shit like that. And, I mean, all of that has to come from that whole, you know, uh, betting mentality, that whole 
that entire Vegas odds, people putting money on these games, because otherwise nobody would care, right? I mean, it's it's just a, it's just a football game. Otherwise, it's it only matters because you've got money on it. You only think they're cheating because you know you've got money on it. But you know, it's and that's understandable. Um, but my personal, I don't I don't care if it's fixed or not because I don't care about the outcome. But I figure if it is fixed, big if, big if. Anybody out there listening who wants to sue me, if. If it's fixed, I'm figuring it's probably fixed by the Vegas people. It's probably fixed by these odd makers, these people who have so much invested. Because realistically, if it's not fixed by them, who the fuck else has the power? Um, way I figure it, if, again, huge if, great big air quotes, fucking if. If it were to be fixed, I figure they get to about game day. And then they start looking at where is all the money bet? Who's everybody? I mean, I'm going this year. You had the pan, the Panthers, the Panthers and the Broncos. And in the Panthers and the Broncos, you've got basically the Broncos are like those old guys, the, that legacy team. You know, this is that older team. You got Peyton Manning. You got a veteran. These are the old, experienced guys. And then you got the Panthers that are generally the younger guys. Cam Newton's a much younger guy. I think he was drafted in, what, 2011, whatever the shit. I don't pay attention to these numbers. My wife does. I don't know the shit. Anyway, but you've got the young, fast Panthers and the old, resilient Broncos, and from what I heard, it was the best offense in the NFL against basically the best defense in the NFL, which sounds for a great game. And then, for whatever reason, the Panthers really didn't show up for the offense. The offense just kept fucking up left and right. Um, then Cam Newton was sacked like seven times in this game. I haven't seen a quarterback get sacked that many times in a game since they were trying to take out fucking uh, Skelton in the... Was it Skelton? It was a, they were trying to take out the Cardinals quarterback... Uh, Two seasons ago, I believe. Last season or the year before. And it was the Broncos fucking doing it. They sacked him nine times in a single game. It was ridiculous. And yet, I don't watch football. But, you know, my wife controls the, con- controls the remote on Sunday. So, <clears throat> But, I, mean, I figure it, if all the money is on the Panthers, the people running these bets are going to lose a fuckload of money if the Panthers win. Right? So, somewhere along the way, they pass on a little bit of information and say, Hey, how about you guys throw the game a little bit? You'll get a cut of the money, and everybody goes home happy. Yeah, you don't get the ring, but you get a big chunk of cash anyway, and you'll you know live to play another day. Again, if. I don't give a fuck if it's fixed. I don't, I don't care. I don't bet. I don't... Re- I'm... I watch, it's purely entertainment. I have nothing, I don't, I'm not a crazy football fan. And I, for me, it's just a, I'm, I'm poking the bear of the speculation. It's, it's less about the, is it accurate? It's less about, oh my God, it's a conspiracy to, to, to fix it. I don't give a fuck. It's fun to poke the bear. I'm stirring the pot. I'm playing devil's advocate. 
I'm, I'm all those other euphemisms for just making shit up to rattle people. I don't think anybody that would be rattled by this is listening, but hey, what the fuck? At the same time, it kind of looked like Cam Newton wasn't really trying to win, though. He did kind of just walk away from the ball after fumbling it, you know, he could have picked it up. And this, the most hilarious fucking thing happened come end of the game. Um, it was, I don't remember if it was just after that play or if it was at the end of the game, but Whataburger. You know, Whataburger, fucking big orange uh, hamburger place. You know, takes you 20 minutes to get a fucking milkshake, Whataburger. Well, my wife follows Whataburger on Twitter and and Facebook and all that because she's from Texas and you have to do that. <coughs> and as such, she sees, at come end of game time, a tweet from Whataburger, who have the best me- social media department in the world. If If for only entertainment purposes you should follow the Whataburger on Twitter they're hilarious but and I have this posted up in the show notes on the new page odd.out.blogspot.com forward slash WTF Super Bowl I have the tweet from Whataburger that says Cam Newton could probably use a Whataburger right now but he might turn away from it and all I could think at that point was, oh, that's fucked up. We just, my wife and I, we see this just pretty much at the end of the game. She actually finally looked down at her phone at the end of the game. And it's the first thing she sees. And we're like, oh, that's fucked up. I was I was half watching the game, so I wasn't totally aware. And she pulls up to play. Like, oh, yeah, fuck, yeah, I'd make fun of him too. But, yeah, it kind of looks like he wasn't really into it. On a similar, not really similar note, but along the same lines of controversy, and it and there's another fucking betting thing because everything was about betting, wasn't it? Um, the conspiracy theory people started digging into one of the bets was: Is this Peyton Manning's last year? Is he going to retire after this Super Bowl, whether he wins or loses? And if he wins, is he guaranteed he's going to retire? Is this going to be his last game? And all this. <laughs> fucking people speculating and conspiracy theories and fucking shit. Well, the conspiracy theory people and the controversy people, twice, and this is where they get their shit, um, during his post-game uh, interviews, he, Peyton Manning said twice, and it probably goes, I'm pretty good paraphrasing essentially, I'm going to go, I'm going to kiss my wife, kiss my kids, drink a lot of Budweiser's, and sit and think on it, because they kept asking him, is this, are you going to retire, is this your last game, and he kept saying, it's like, I'm going to go and kiss my wife and kids, and drink a lot of Budweiser's, and think about it, which, like, why the fuck is he specific, and everybody singled in on that, he kept saying Budweiser, he kept saying Budweiser, he kept saying Budweiser. And the thing about that is, and why this is where the conspiracy theory kind of got to, and again, I had to do research, and people were talking about this that informed me of this, so it made sense, that apparently, uh, I had it written down exactly, NFL rules forbid any active player 
from endorsing any alcoholic product. So, of course, the conspiracy theory people are all like, this is Peyton Manning secretly saying, hmm, let's kick the desk. That's a good idea. This is the conspiracy people say that this is Peyton Manning secretly telling everybody that he's retiring without actually saying he's retiring. He's like secretly endorsing Budweiser and like, oh yeah, I've got this set up because he can't actually do it as an active player, but as soon as he's retired, it's perfectly cool. So that's what they're saying is that his was just like a big kind of secret. He's not, he's, he's announcing his retirement by endorsing Budweiser secretly. Now, probably the dumbest thing that people bet on which I just I just don't get, but I guess because people want to bet on everything, is National Anthem, right? And this has been going on, I noticed, I remember uh, last year, it was Adina Menzel, and for those of you who don't have kids, Adina Menzel was uh, Elsa in Frozen. And because, you know, Frozen was fucking everywhere. So... Of course, last year, Adina Menzel was the one singing the National Anthem. I actually heard reports last year that she had been, they talked to her about how long is your anthem going to be? How long is it going to be? And so she had actually said somewhere in an interview, like, oh, hey, give me a number and I'll hit it. To the point where when she hit that number, apparently, the uh, time for her anthem which is, I guess they say everybody, it's about two minutes, give or take. So like people bet down to the second that because of that statement, a lot of the odds makers and people that were taking the bets on the Anthem refused to pay out for a while. We're like, we're questioning her Anthem. We think that she, she did it that time on purpose. She held notes long. She did. Yes. This blah, blah, blah. And she, she fixed the Anthem. Like, really? She she fixed the national anthem. Y'all are that fucking obsessed with betting and, oh my god, I've got to have this. What the fuck? You're betting on the national anthem. But that was last year. This year was Lady Gaga. Now, you know, say what you want about Lady Gaga, but this year, her national anthem, she proved she can sing. She proved that you know, what she puts out there in her records is not her singing ability. She's a trained singer. She has a beautiful voice, and she absolutely demonstrated that this year. That's not what's controversial. You know, we could get into whole things about how she looked like she was about to host the Hunger Games, but she was an amazing performance. I She set the bar. She, she got that standard up there. That's up there with, you know, the Whitney Houston... Uh, uh, national anthem from way back when I was in fucking elementary school and I don't even remember what year it was. Uh, I think 94 or something like that sounds familiar. Um, which I actually, that was actually pre-recorded and lip sync. There was, she was lip syncing for that. And I heard pretty much everybody lip syncs that on account of a, the pressure, it's just too much pressure. You could too easily screwed up and B, they want to have the best quality they can. And when you've got somebody like Lady Gaga, who's actually got a history of changing the words in the national anthem, uh, not in an offensive way, but changing the words for a particular crowd, they wanted to make sure that she said it right. 
I don't know if she did it live. Um, I'm sure I could look into it. But typically, that, especially for the Super Bowl, is completely pre-recorded. And so there, people were making sure that you know it was going to be good. Again, this is not the controversy. The controversy is in her time. And it's not in her doing specifically. It's not like the Adina Menzel where she said, like, oh, I'll hit the number. It's in the way she sang the song. And basically at the end of the song, she says brave twice. And of course, it's not in there twice. But basically the people at the bet start arguing over what is the time? When do you stop the clock? Do you stop? Some people were saying, oh, you stopped the clock when she stopped singing, which was, I think it said, two minutes and 20 seconds at the end of the second brave. Other people were like, no, you stop it at the end of the first brave because that's when it really stopped. That was the end of the anthem. And she just added that other shit on to the end. And then other people were, no, you stop at the beginning of the first brave. I don't know why the fuck you would stop at the beginning of the word, but it's the end of the word. But... People are arguing over the time and when do you stop the clock and when do you, and I get, I had to look it up the official time that everybody that was agreed upon by whoever the fuck regulates the this is the official length of the national anthem at the Super Bowl was two minutes and nine seconds. Some people lost a lot of money, I guess. Um, some people won some money. I don't know. I didn't check the odds and what the payouts were in Vegas, but. It's it's a it's a and they were they were talking controversy before the game was over, they were complaining and talking about uh, the the controversy about her national anthem before the game was over. It, during halftime, the stories were already running. I'm not even going to get into the halftime show. I think the halftime show was eh, it could have been a lot better. It's like you've got, and I'm not a big fan of Beyonce, and so I'm just eh. I, I got into it with my wife over lots of stuff involving the halftime show. But that's not what we're talking about tonight because it wasn't that funny. But all the fucking people and the, the controversy about this, it would just be a fucking football game. Can't you just appreciate, oh, it's the big game. Just leave it the fuck alone. But they can't do that. But, see, that's the part I didn't give a shit about. Like that much about the shit I didn't care about with this fucking game. What the hell? Um, but... And I wish I had the effect for it, but I'm, I'm let's let's avoid copyright infringement. To to paraphrase Ruby Rod, and now commercials. Some people actually just watch the Super Bowl for the commercials, and I would totally do that, but it's it's too much work. I will say I like what they did this year, where if you were watching and you noticed before, like as you came back from every commercial break. It would say, and this game brought to you by, and it would basically list the sponsors coming up for the next commercial break. It wouldn't show you the shit that you just saw. It wouldn't say, oh, and this is brought to you by X-Men, and that you just saw the X-Men commercial. It was like, you just saw Doritos, and then it says, come brought to you by X-Men. So you know the fucking commercial's coming next. So you're in it. It's like, oh, shit, X-Men commercial's coming next. I get to, I, I got to stay around for that. Whatever. Now, I liked that because I knew what the fuck was coming. That was like the best thing because I didn't have to, it's like I could come back and pay attention to the commercials later because I knew there was one coming that I wanted to see, right? Because, you know, you, you get excited for those fucking commercials. So let's, let's start with the movies because there was a bunch of fucking movies. And I, I saw just about all of these except 
four one. I does hey, it happened. It, it's a big ass long football game. We gotta feed the kids sometimes. So, you know, I'm not going to tell my Texan wife to step away from the football game to eat dinner. I'll I'll make the boys eat dinner. She's gonna watch the game. Anyway, back to movies. So, I I was really excited for just about all of these movies, and I and so let's jump into movies. With the first one I saw, and I think it was actually like just the very beginning of the game, 10 Cloverfield Lane. A fucking Cloverfield sequel, or as I've heard, it's like a spin-off side story kind of thing. So, Cloverfield, anybody remember? Giant Monster Attacks New York. Fucking handy cam movie. Guys running all this shit. And they've been talking about doing a fucking sequel in J.J. Abrams' movie. Everybody's been talking about this sequel for years. And it finally died down to where they stopped asking uh, Matt Reeves and J.J. Abrams, uh, when are you doing, are you going to do this Cloverfield sequel? Are you, what's going on with Cloverfield? Are you ever going to do a sequel? Yada, yada, yada. And they keep saying, yeah, we want to do it, but we got this and this and this and this going on. And then a couple of weeks ago, a fucking 10 Cloverfield Lane uh a teaser trailer pops up out of fucking nowhere, like in the middle of the fucking week, out of nowhere. And they're like, how the fuck did they make... And then you find out it's coming out in March, and you're like, how the fuck did they make a Cloverfield sequel without anybody knowing? I was like, and it's still done by J.J. Abrams. And all I can think was, misdirection. Like, these are not, this is not the movie you're looking for. The guy just made two Star Trek movies and a, and fucking Star Wars. Nobody thinks he's going to be working on Cloverfield right now. He managed to make the fucking Cloverfield sequel and promote the fucking thing without anybody knowing. Turns out he actually was promoting, they were basically doing all the promotions and everything under the working title of the movie, like the fake title for the movie was like bunker or something in French. It was like French for the bunker, which basically is kind of, they're all locked in a fucking bunker kind of thing. But they did all this promotion and shit under this false title and then released the, oh fuck, it's Cloverfield. Are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) And then, so, and then they get their big Super Bowl commercial that actually shows a lot more than the trailer did initially, which was awesome for me. I'm really excited for this. Which then leads me into another fucking... Because I'm excited for all the fucking movies that they showed. Uh, Captain America Civil War. Because it's fucking Captain America. It's it's basically like the Avengers 2.5. You know. And I'm a nerd. I've said I'm a nerd. We got fucking Captain America and Iron Man and War Machine. And fucking everybody. And I can't... I'm not even going to list everybody. But you, you, you get the gist of it. It's fucking Captain America Civil War. And the new Spider-Man is supposed to be in this. And they've got all these new characters that are supposed to be introduced and it's supposed to get this whole big thing and there's talk that some of the Avengers are going to die and all this sort of crazy shit. And it's going to be fucking crazy. But this is the first time you see, like, officially the two teams and, you know, each side are you team Cap or you team Iron Man all together in the whole thing. And then we go to the new Ninja Turtles sequel. And everyone's like, oh, really? They're making a sequel to Ninja Turtles? They're making a sequel to Ninja Turtles because essentially the studio fucked up the first time. Like they, The turtles still look weird, but they couldn't change that. You're not going to go back and change the CG for the sequel because you, you established a look, even if it's a bad look. 
but they went and they basically they're they're fixing it this time I guess this this fucking thing they've got and if you know your Ninja Turtles and I know my Ninja Turtles you've got Bebop and Rocksteady that's the, the Warthog and the Rhino that were all fucking like street thugs and all the shit they get mutated like the turtles so you got a giant fucking mutant warthog and and rhino and they actually look good they really do look good i've seen like i've seen them in the trailers i've seen the concept shit they really doing a good job and and seeing the guys that are he's like you've got a, a stand-up comedian and a, and a professional wrestler playing these parts let's not get into that well they look awesome but then they said they're doing krang and if anybody else knows, Krang is the fucking brain fucking thing from Dimension X or wherever the fuck he was from that had the giant robot suit that he was stuck in. And they talked about it and talked about it and talked about it. And then you see him in the fucking commercial. They're like, holy fuck, it's Krang and the robot. Fuck shit. And, and, and Shredder, and he's not dead. And they're like, oh, fuck. And there's like all these oh shit moments in the Ninja Turtle trailer and commercial. And you're like, oh shit. And it's like, again... I'm really excited for all these fucking movies that are coming out for, and that they showed during the Super Bowl. And it's like, this is totally why. This is, this is like, what the fuck, Super Bowl? Um, these are the excited moments. And then we get the really what the fuck later. Uh, let's see. Next, X-Men Apocalypse. I'm, list, I'm pretty much listing every movie because I got really excited for all but one that I did not see this trailer and I didn't go back and rewatch it as I was writing all this up. But... X-Men Apocalypse because it's fucking X-Men. It's on the same level as Ninja Turtles and Captain America. It's all fucking superheroes and crazy shit and we are in the the era of the superhero movie mega fucking thing right now. So X-Men Apocalypse coming up. It's fucking Apocalypse. The end. It's just... It's not even Apocalypse as in like the, the, the adjective. It's Apocalypse, the mutant, the... This... It, yeah, there's not words to describe the level of excitement for the potential that this movie has. Now, if they fuck it up, it's too late. They said this is the end of this trilogy and they're just going to kind of reboot again like they did with First Class. Whatever. But it's fucking apocalypse. This is like the craziest shit that could go down in the X-Men movie universe. So, I'm excited. And Olivia Mon, Olivia Mon is Psylocke. Also fucking awesome, because uh, Olivia Munn is awesome. And this, in the in the same vein as X Men Apocalypse, we get Deadpool, basically on the complete opposite end of the fucking mutant, crazy fucking Marvel comic scale. You get Deadpool. The literally, it's an R-rated comic book movie with lots of violence, uh, lots of blood, lots of profanity, lots of toilet humor. Um, you know, this is a comic book movie with a hard R rating, starring Ryan Reynolds being Ryan Reynolds, essentially. Um, I'm looking forward to it more for potential, because I'm not as familiar with Deadpool. I've only seen very small amounts of what Deadpool is, but I think, humor-wise, I think it's going to be fucking hilarious. I think, like, I care less about necessarily accuracy to the character I know this is basically a, a, a do-over from the use of the character in the in the Wolverine movie, but I'm excited for Deadpool. I think the trailers are fucking hilarious, and the way it's going to work out, I really hope it's good. I've heard reviews that were bad, but there were also from people who openly admitted they didn't like Deadpool as a comic, so whatever. And then, the one I missed, I missed the trailer for the new Jason Bourne movie. 
you know, Jeremy Renner, I guess, got kicked to the curb and Matt Damon's back in. Sorry. Um, you can go be Hawkeye. Be Hawkeye. You don't need to be in, in a Bourne movie. Um, so, yeah, Jason Bourne. And The Jungle Book. Now, I've seen several trailers for The Jungle Book up to now, and it, was, it wasn't until this commercial where I got verification because I didn't know if they were going to have the animals talk. It was just kind of something that I wasn't sure about because it was like, oh, it's a live-action Jungle Book. But it's the Jungle Book. It's like, you know, it's the bare necessities. How are you going to do the Jungle Book without with, without Baloo singing and talking? And so and you see Baloo talking in, in the trailers. Like, good, okay, they're going to be talking. Now we know what kind of movie we're seeing. It's, you know, really, without talking animals and singing Baloo and all that, the Jungle Book is basically Tarzan. And then it's just the facts of it. Let's see. And this brings me to the end of the movies. And at the end of the movies, we have Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice. And they didn't really do a trailer. They basically did like one of those, well, I guess you say two. Um, they basically kind of did those worked in commercials. They did uh, a cross promotional thing with Turkish Airlines. And I think that somewhere in the movie, they're probably going to have, like, Turkish Airlines is going to pop up or something somewhere. Like, a plane crash or some shit like that's going to happen in the movie. I just figure that's probably how they're going to do it. But what they did was, like, fly Turkish Airlines with your newest destination, Gotham City. And then they did another commercial, your newest destination, Metropolis. And so they have Bruce Wayne talking about Turkish Airlines and Gotham City and Lex Luthor talking about Metropolis. And see our local superhero and, and see Superman fly by. And you see like a bat signal in the air and shit like this. And it's like, okay, great. That's how they're going to do it. Fine. And that's fine for me. And I thought they were cool. Some people griped. They're like, oh, they're totally selling out. No, they're fucking paying for the damn movie. That's how you get funding nowadays. It's all product uh, placement and shit like this. That's how you pay for a movie. Nobody's going to give you fucking $200 million or whatever the fuck it is anymore. But you plug enough fucking products and you'll pay for the entire damn thing. Okay, this ends the movie section. Now, more commercials. And these these are like the product commercials. These are the, the crazy shit. You know, the movies are the movies are crazy. Like, oh my god, I can't believe... Yeah, like, yes, you're so fucking excited for the movies. Like, I'm getting fucking excited for the movies. But... The product commercials are fucking hilarious. That's where they get to have fun and do the crazy stuff. And the world, and I'm, I'm not going to go over all the products because, like, yeah, and some of them weren't funny. Some of them were 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 funny and a ha ha. I can't believe they did that that way, or something like that. Helen Mirren doing a a Budweiser commercial talking about drunk driving is is. It's it's funny, but not in a you want to laugh out loud kind of way. It was. It, it's funny because it's Helen Mirren being so proper and and talking shit to people and about uh, being drunk drivers. It's, it's 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 funny, but it's not in a oh my god, it's fucking hilarious sort of way. So I'm gonna kind of work down my list of those that I really thought were really funny down to just the holy fuck. I I'm gonna pee myself. This is so fucking funny. So. I think the Amazon Echo stuff with Alec Baldwin and Jason Sudeikis and all that, and I think Missy Elliott was in there. It was kind of, they did a couple of these running gag things. They did another thing with uh, the Hyundai Genesis where it was like a running 
series of commercials and we're all kind of strung together. I think, yeah, like Baldwin, Amazon Echo thing, because there was like kind of a hangover, crazy fucking night sort of thing. I think that was, they, they did a good job with it, with the whole thing. It was really funny. Um, Alec Baldwin gets a lot more, you know, using the uh, Amazon Echo, sitting there talking shit through the Echo, uh, which was pretty cool. It was kind of, it was really funny when they were sitting there taking shots at each other, pulling up their stats. It's like, oh, how many Oscars has he won? Oh, how many, whatever the fuck has this guy won? It was like, oh, you know, so then they're, you know, that sort of shit. That was fun. And then Coca-Cola did the Coca-Cola minis and they used Ant-Man and Hulk and chasing each other over a fucking Coke can, shit like that, which and it was, and it was actually just a commercial for Coke using the characters. Cause neither of the like, Ant-Man is in Captain America, but Hulk's not in Captain America. It was just a matter of, Hey, can we use the tiniest and the biggest fucking characters you have? And we're going to do an Avengers type coca-cola commercial which was just fun it's great it was a fun commercial it was funny the way they did it they did a great job of it so i like that one and and then we start getting into the the realm of the oh fuck i'm i can't believe they did that now since the verizon commercial came out with the uh root metrics and all this bullshit with the fucking balls and the stats and all this shit everybody's been hitting them back and that was great i've i've loved watching the the retribution the retaliation commercials from all the other phone carriers have been fucking hilarious like well where uh verizon's commercial hasn't changed everybody else has hit them back and t-mobile hit and I hadn't seen a T-Mobile commercial. I saw Sprint do it. I saw AT&T do it. And they, they just creamed them. And I hadn't seen one from T-Mobile yet. And then they hit the Super Bowl commercial with Steve Harvey coming up. Not only making fun of his flub at the Miss Universe competition. But he comes out and is like, Oh, so Verizon, you're using last year's numbers. Here's this year's numbers, and they just totally flood the whole fucking set thing with, you know, the T-Mobile balls and shit like this. And like, yeah, that's right, goddammit. Like, now, I don't support T-Mobile. I don't use T-Mobile. But I thought that was a fucking fucking commercial. I think everybody hitting back Verizon over those fucking commercials, because those were asshole commercials. It was just a, it was one of those cases where they used manipulated statistics to make themselves look good, which, yeah, it's, it's, it's your prerogative. You can use manipulated statistics. Everybody does it all the time. So, but don't get mad when Sprint and AT&T and, and T-Mobile come back and kick your ass with the other t- statistics. That's just it. And everybody basically came back and said, yeah, you left out these numbers and these numbers and these numbers. And T-Mobile just basically won as far as the commercials go because they used Steve Harvey and the way they did it and the fucking flood of fucking pink T-Mobile balls and all this. It was it was great. It was awesome. Um, and then next we have the Hyundai Genesis. Okay, I got the cars wrong on the last one. It was the it was the Prius commercial that was like a running gag. They had like the Prius four, whatever. And they were like a car chase thing, um, which is cute. It wasn't especially hilarious. So it's not really on my list here, but you want to see it, go to YouTube. You'll find it. Um, but Hyundai Genesis commercial with Kevin Hart. And I guess it's got like a, a tracker 
in it. So he, like Kevin Hart, his daughter is going on a date and he lends them his brand new Hyundai Genesis with the tracker on it. So he sits there and syncs up his car to the to his smartwatch and he's sitting there tracking and following the guy the whole time and all this, you know, and it's just fucking hilarious. It's like super dad stalking daughter shit. Like, yeah, totally fucking do that. If I had a daughter, I would totally fucking do that. Okay, I wouldn't because it's too much work to do all that sort of shit. But I totally think about wanting to do that. Um, It's like, I'm not a big Kevin Hart fan, but he was fucking hilarious in that damn commercial. And speaking of fucking hilarious, these are the two. These are the, I had to, I had to stop and decide which one am I going to say is my, the craziest shit um, which was the one that I just tripped out the most over. And so I'm going to go with my number two funniest commercial. My number two favorite from the Super Bowl this year is the Mountain Dew Kickstarter uh, commercial with the puppy monkey baby. Yes, puppy monkey. That puppy monkey baby. It's a tongue twister. I can't say it that fast at all. I can't say it slow. I had a hard time typing it. Puppy monkey baby. And and on top of being a puppy monkey baby, it was a fucking pug. And a a weird ass fucking monkey and a baby that can't walk very well. It was fucking nightmares. It gives you nightmares. It's it's terrifying. It gives you nightmares. And I'm somewhat going to call shenanigans on the ad for one thing because the whole premise of it is it's three awesome things put together. Puppy, monkey, baby. And it's supposed to be Mountain Dew, uh, juice, and caffeine. Well, it's slightly redundant saying caffeine because you drink Mountain Dew because it has copious amounts of caffeine in it. Period. There's no such thing as a Mountain Dew without a fuck ton of caffeine. The end. So, you're being kind of redundant. Nonetheless, your commercial was freaky as fuck and everybody's going to remember it in their nightmares for the rest of their lives. Which brings me to the number one. Holy fuck. What the fuck commercial from the Super Bowl? And Doritos had a lot of great commercials. And I Doritos knocks this shit out of the park every fucking year. Every year, Doritos has some of the best fucking commercials every year. Um, this year, they had a few. The dogs were funny. But the one, the fucking ultrasound. The Doritos ultrasound commercial with the baby reaching for the fucking chips. With the, you know, dickhead dad in the fucking ultrasound with a bag of Doritos. And... Mom being kind of bitchy. It's like, but hey, she's pregnant. She's allowed to be bitchy. And the baby reaching through mom's stomach for the fucking Doritos, and and it was it was freaky and shit until you see the baby kick and everybody screams as the baby obviously pushes his way out because he wants to fucking chip. And everybody screams and everybody at home went, "Holy fuck!" Um, and that's exactly what we did. My wife and I both started screaming. We're like, holy fuck, this is like every fucking woman's nightmare. It's like the, every, every mother at home, everybody collectively screamed at the same time because of the thought of that fucking shit happening. And that's the shit. Holy holy shit. Um, that was, yeah. You can, every, I think moms were more, yeah. I think I, what's more traumatizing, puppy, ba- puppy monkey baby or the, fucking Doritos ultrasound commercial. I think it depends on who you are, but I think 
if you if you are a mother, if you have had children, then it's the Doritos commercial. That's the shit that haunts you. That's what you're gonna like fear forever. You you dread the day of that commercial happening, that day coming true. But that that was my favorite one because that was just the holy fuck you know moment. Um, and like again, I I don't. I don't know how to say I don't watch the Super Bowl. I watch the Super Bowl. But, like I said, there's a lot more to ridicule than just the game. The game was great. You could ridicule the game all fucking day. Super Bowl is is great for ridicule. But all the fucking other shit going on is so much more entertaining than the game. People tripping balls about, about, is the game fixed? Or is the national anthem fixed? And then the fucking commercials... And I, we're, we're in the day where the commercials are more fucking important than the game. I've heard of people setting their fucking DVRs to just record the commercials. Or go to YouTube and just search for the commercials. It's great. Uh, on that note, I will have all of, the, all of the movies and commercials that I've mentioned. I will have the YouTube links. I'll just have kind of the list of all the shit that I mentioned. It'll all be on the odddadout.blogspot.com forward slash... WTF Super Bowl. All new. This is this is the beginning steps of transitioning into the odddadout.com. I'm getting there. I'm I'm moving everything along. I'm getting new formats and crazy shit going. But in the meantime, we're gonna cut it off because we've already gone over all this crazy shit and I wanna get this out to you. So I am Adam Higgins, the odd dad out. Find me on Facebook and Twitter at Odd Dad Out. And subscribe, 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 whether you're using iTunes or Stitcher or whatever else. Find the show, subscribe, tell your friends, tell your enemies. And until next week, thank you and good night. <laughs>